Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Hello, powerful nonsense. We're back. Listeners, we have returned for another episode of this five-star podcast. Oh, yes. Just throwing it out there. Still five stars after, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I mean, five-star on the basis that you probably haven't had many more reviews and so... Well, well, that is an issue, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time... My name is Wayne Ingram. My name is Jemmy Yildiz. And uh, this is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. We're going to be talking about today. Ooh. Today. Pretty deep. This is going to, this is going to be... My A-level in philosophy might come back into play This here. is full power philosophy. This is. Yeah, we're talking about the... What, what title did we come up with? The Terror of Meaninglessness. Yeah. It's a working title. It might not. <laughs> it might change. It might change. But for now, yeah. that's what we're working with. The Terror of Meaninglessness. Um... I think this one's very, very relevant for yeah. our... Uh, no, this was your your idea for an episode, which I loved loved what you came up with. So, Well, to be honest, I'm not going to take full cred. Because okay. you know what they say, good artists still. Yeah. And so I've been... Are, this- you, are you claiming to be a good artist then? Is that what you're saying? <sighs> well, what can I say? <laughs> um, so I've been listening to a lot of um, Jason Silver, actually. I've been binge listening to him. Yeah. This guy's came up a lot today in conversation, and I haven't checked his stuff out. I think you're going to be messing so, with me like, oh my god, Jim, this guy. Yeah, I'm me. really. I'm. Do you think we're going to have another Gary V on our hands with me? Because I love Gary V stuff, as you know. I think so, but he just does not post as much. Like I've, I've already like binged it all out. I've done that's it. fine. I've clocked it. I've, I've done everything. That's fine. Gary V keeps me busy on a daily basis yeah. anyway. That's fine. But so um, Jason Silver, he has. He actually got really big because he had a show on National Geographic called Brain Games, which I've actually been working through on oh. Netflix. Check it out. I'm not joking. Do you know what? I might have seen that. It's really good. So okay. It's more like the psychology, but it's also like the science. But he's he's a massive sort of, um, he kind of put, like has a triangle of things. He's got science, psychology, no, mm-hmm. science, philosophy, yep. and technology. Ooh. And he literally like merges all those things into one. Ooh. And he's got a YouTube channel called Shots of Awe. Okay. And he kind of, yeah, he's very philosophical. And so I've been like watching a lot of his stuff lately. Does he have more than an A-level in philosophy? He, pff, yeah. I think he, he has probably the degree and beyond. No, actually, he doesn't actually, he's not actually like, he's not one of those ones where well, I'm educated in this so I can talk about it. He's just someone who's super passionate about it and he just, right. yeah, great guy. Like, honestly, watch some of his videos. They will blow your mind. He says they're shots of all because like each one he tries to blow your mind in them and a lot of them do, so. Okay. So basically what I think, he, I was listening to one of his interviews and just out of nowhere he talked about like how, um, like the human condition and we're kind of, 
it was talking about like the denial of death, how we don't like talking about death and it's something that mm-hmm. in society we kind of avoid. But then he, he just said the phrase, he's like, we kind of live with this impending terror of meaninglessness. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's a really good talking point because you get a lot of, um, I mean, the amount of articles nowadays we see about like young people and millennials becoming very conscious of making an impact in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, we all want to, I mean, they say, I think Gary V was taking a piss about it, where he's like, where people come into an organization and then like two months in, they want to sit down with the boss and like, look, I just don't feel like I'm having an impact. And it's like, it's been two months, you've been in the job for two months, like uh-huh. you've got your whole life ahead of you. Mm. And I think obviously nowadays we know that it's kind of inbuilt into millennials to want to feel like what you're doing is generally touching the world or touching other people. Yeah. Mm. And so I just thought like, it seems to be something that a lot of people are thinking about. It's like is what I'm doing worthwhile? Am I having an impact? Mm. And so for me, I just thought this might be quite an interesting discussion to have. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. Um, Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to check his stuff out. It's interesting that you said um, about the fact that that we don't really talk about death as... I'm Mm. going to get a bit morbid here. Go for it. Um, But it's something that has actually cropped into my mind recently. Um... Because there have been a couple of times where I'm kind of, you know, people of an older age are kind of dying or whatever, obviously. That's what happens. And I've kind of been looking at it and I'm like, I just wonder if those... Because there's certain people go out with with dignity. Mm -hmm. And I compare compare like older people uh, that have died compared to, for example, and this is one which, which I find quite haunting... We'd remember when Jade Goody died of cancer several years ago. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where she was um, getting into a car and she actually, I think it was one of her last few days that she was alive, that she actually said, I'm not, I'm not ready to die. And it's kind of this thing where I'm kind of like, are those older people, is there something wired in us maybe? Or is there something societally-wise where we're, we ever become ready as we get older? Is it something that just dawns on us over time? Because I know I certainly am not ready now. Mm-hmm. Uh, will I ever be? And will it be a huge fear or will it be something that I'll deal with with dignity as I'm older? Just something that's crossed my mind and it's just interesting that you brought it up. I just Yeah, I think I don't think I don't think people ever reach a point where you're like you're ready to die. Because not necessarily ready, but no, accepting but I feel, of the I, fact. And the thing is, it's interesting because I actually went and stayed at my um, with my girlfriend at her nan's house on the weekend, mm-hmm. and like her husband died like last year, and we were just talking and we were talking about death, and it's kind of like it gets to that point where you get old people who are willing to talk about it. They know it's coming, yeah. But you can tell that the people like. Like even my nan started talking about death a lot with my brother and it's kind of like this idea that they kind of accept that it's coming. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's like ever ready for it. But then another thing that um, sort of Jason Silver brought up is kind of this idea of um, like a, he was saying that you're never ready to die, which is why actually extending the human, like people, people say, which I had the same philosophy that death is what brings your life meaning. Mm. But he said, no, actually, it's life that brings your life meaning. And the longer you live is the longer you experience. And so you're never, ultimately, we're experiencing machines, and therefore um, our actual humanness and our feeling of being alive is actually, like, life exists in the moments. Yeah, yeah. And so actually the potential to extend the life means you have more living life moments. Yes. And so I think... 
when people say, oh, well, oh, you died gracefully, you died dignity, at any point you could still have happiness, have moments of life, even when you're 90, you have moments of life. Right. There could be a moment Absolutely. of life where you're a 90-year-old sitting in a cafe with a young person Absolutely. and that young person gives you a new view of the world and that makes right. you feel alive or you feel seen or you fall in love again at 95. Yeah. So I don't think, I never think people are ready. I think they've def- there's people who feel more contented that they live, they've got happy families, right. they feel loved, they're, they're, right. they're children still visit them which i think then comes back to actually what we're talking about in this episode which is that um i think part of the reason that i because i've said on the podcast and and in private many times i'm really not a well-traveled person and i think there's part of the reason where i mean obviously i'm young and i've still got my whole life ahead of me and all that but certainly the idea that i'm just not not ready at all just not ready i think is partly because of that having not experienced and not not found that necessarily a meaning in the world that we're constantly searching for. Mm-hmm. I've not experienced anything outside of Europe mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I've never experienced anything outside of Western culture mm-hmm. because everything that I've experienced has been in Western culture and anything that is remotely outside of Western culture has been looked at through a Western culture lens mm-hmm. of whatever the media puts out. Mm-hmm. Um, so my experiences are very limited and so then does it become that thing of as you get older kind of what you were implying which is how much have you experienced have you experienced mm-hmm. a huge amount obviously you're not going to be able to experience everything but really in many ways the, one of the great things about life with us being experience experience machines as you said um, it's about experiencing as much as we, we possibly can Mm-hmm. and this is what he talks about that's why he has like the shots of awe he says that actually it's the moments of awe or wonder are the points that we remember they are the mm. points of life like it don't always have to be it could be falling in love but it could be falling out of love like they mm. are a moment of humanness they are you at yeah. your core and they are the things that stick it's those sort of flashbulb memories that never leave you mm. so it's like you can think of your parents but then you're going to think of the time you really connected where you sat and had a good conversation with your dad yeah. or you, your mum was in hospital and you were holding her hand in yeah. bed these sort of things are the moments that actually make you feel like superhuman Yeah, and he um, I know we're going to go into this into another episode but he talks about the like technology in the future like you're saying alright I'm not that well travelled but he's saying well actually what happens when virtual reality comes around and allows you to see to experience because it's in it's an immersive mm-hmm. experience it's not going to be again we don't know because mm-hmm. he's saying like it's like looking at these old 2d computer games at the moment that's what virtual reality is like but what about right. when it gets to the point where they put in a um a tiny little cell into your bloodstream or thing that makes you induces the feelings of being touched by rain against your face like mm-hmm. we we're getting to the point where we can we know how to tweak these processes of feeling what happens when you're in a virtual world where everything is hd and perfect to your Mm. vision and your body's got these little receptors which are little technology put inside you that are helping you to feel these feelings really and you 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 get to the point where you don't know what is real or not in the end Mm. and he's sort of saying that technology and again it goes back to there's another episode a ted thing i was listening to technology has the capability of making us feel more human right in the sense that it is I mean, I know getting off topic a little bit on this, but it's that sort of idea that I think nowadays and why we want to feel like we can have more um, meaning and we can have more impact is because nowadays we actually have the potential to have more impact because of technology. Right. And so, Absolutely. yeah. You could, I mean, back in that, you could have 
an impact in your society. Mm. Like you could have, oh, in your area of where you live, mm-hmm. you might be the guy that donates, runs, and makes money for that area, mm-hmm. or supported the local fire station or whatever. So that, right. but nowadays our potential for impact again is exponential. It's global. Exactly, it connects to everybody. And yeah. he, um, Jason Silver's got a great video as well. He was working with a company. And he was like saying, he's got a talk on YouTube about this as well, saying like, the billion, the, um, we need to redefine billionaire because nowadays actually the most impactful billionaire is the person who actually has the potential to touch a billion people, not have mm. a billion pound. Yeah. But that's what's going to bring people the most joy. And yeah. I think that because we're so aware that we can literally touch everybody, we're more connected than ever, we can touch everybody. Yeah. But you could touch, you could maybe back in the day only touch 50 people, but now you could put a YouTube video right. that pulls on the heartstrings of a million people that right. watches it. Right. So you've had a million impact on those people. And, and, in, and in many ways, like, because we're so interconnected, like, unless you went, unless you went off the grid completely, which is nigh on impossible these days, um, billionaire in the monetary sense can be kept to oneself. Mm-hmm. Whereas influence can't really, mm-hmm. you can have a negative influence, sure. But unless you were going to remove yourself from Twitter, remove yourself from Facebook, remove yourself from all electronic, which in this day and age, you know, good luck. You know, if you've got a following of billions of people, millions of people, in fact, um, it's very difficult for you not to have an impact. Mm-hmm. Very difficult for you not to have an impact. And I think, in a way, it is a positive thing. One of the very few positive things of the celebrity culture. Um, because, uh, you know, I think um, people see the celebrities and see the positive impact that they can have as celebrities um, and are inspired by that. And I think that's a wonderful thing to consider is just the the inspiration that you can have for the other people, which in turn will create more than millions of pounds worth of impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, just... It's part of the reason why we do the podcast, really, is, Mm -hmm. you know, we were having these conversations amongst ourselves and we had nothing to gain, really, from at least at the time when we thought about it. We were just like, well, you know, we'd we'd love other people to be having these conversations, too. And we'd love other people to hear what we're talking about Mm -hmm. because we think it needs to be said because it's not being talked about in mainstream media. Mm -hmm. So let's just record the conversations that we're having anyway and put them out there, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know. If nothing else, that's a good little legacy to leave, mm-hmm. you know. And the fact that, and th- and this is another thing, and this is where technology is so great. And and Gary Vaynerchuk said this, you know. Our our forefathers did not have the capability of doing this. They didn't, not without spending a huge amount of money. Our grandkids will now be able to get to know us on a very intimate level, mm. very intimate level. Well, imagine if your kids listen to this back and be like, oh, yeah. dad was thinking about this at that time. Yeah. Or you, who knows? Like, Yeah. And, you know, we talk about, you know, we usually put a little update on what's going on in our lives, you know, as we're doing this podcast. And a lot of this podcast is about um, what things are important to us at the time, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now our, for generations to come, our family can get to know, our families can get us to know us on an intimate level, mm-hmm. a really intimate level which was just not possible. And I think as a species, um, and I think part is part of the reason why I think one of the reasons why I wanted to be an actor in many ways um, was this desire to not be forgotten about. Mm-hmm. 
not necessarily immortality, but it's almost a form of immortality in that you won't be forgotten about. Because ultimately, you know, several generations back, there are loads of people that have been forgotten about. And I'd hate to be forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily because, you know, I want, I want everybody to love me, but just you want to leave that legacy. And I think, I think that's a very human thing to, to want. Yeah, and I think that's why I think we crave that meaning. It's kind of, and I think it, I think it comes from our natural. It's something within us. Our, our, it's inside us that we need to feel that either we've had an impact or we've pushed things slightly forward, or people have improved mm-hmm. because of my presence. I've been seen. I've been mm-hmm. on this world. I've been here, and I've done something good, and I've left, and I, d- I did enough. Because people know you have to depart at some point, but right. I think sometimes it might be your words, or it might be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, who knows, you might be in the best film of its moment and then right. 100, 200 years later, you're forgotten again, but yeah. you had an impact on that generation right. and it's, it's through there. So I think it's definitely an innate sort of need to mm. feel meaningful. And I just think that now we know we can on a grander scale, it becomes more important because the opportunity is there. And I think yeah. it does come back down to the sort of survival, I think, as well. You've got to think... Um, of a tribe, I'm pretty sure the guy that kind of passed over the stories or the philosophies, mm. he was seen on a higher level. Mm. And so people wanted to, he needed to be kept alive. He is the right. passer of knowledge. He is right. keeping the human race growing and pushing forward. Right. And so I think on that level as well, people want to be, want to be seen because it has a sort of, I don't know, in some ways, in a sort of more evolutionary sense, it mm. does mean that you, you have something to give biologically if, or just through your, ideas and your thoughts in some way yeah no i agree i agree um so let's take a mini 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 just to give you some headspace to mull over that was was deep (sighs) we still got more to come so we're only halfway through um so uh yes we just want to take a a few minutes to say thank you to the long-term sponsor of the show the university of northampton um to those that haven't been listening for a a long period of time. You may not know that uh, both Jem and I went to the University of Northampton ourselves. We are alumni. Um, and one thing I will say about the University of Northampton is actually they really they really like to be involved with their alumni, if nothing else. Talking about leaving legacy, right? They really like to be involved with their alumni. They like to keep track of what, what's going on. Um, in fact, um, the sponsorship of this podcast started because... There was a connection between them and us as alumni. So um, there's that to consider. But also, talking again about leaving legacy, um, they're a great fit because actually they're really, really into having an impact on a social level. It's not just about uh, you know producing academics with degrees and sending them out into the workplace. They they really, really, really want to help both young people have an impact and actually impact as a university itself on um social causes and things create those good ripples absolutely yeah create those good ripples maybe we should offer that to them as a slogan creating good ripples (laughs) (laughs) um they might be considered an ice cream brand good (laughs) raspberry ripples um but no so they're really really into having a positive impact um so if that's something that's kind of sounds like your kind of jam raspberry ripple kind of pun there 
Nice. Was tenuous, but there we go. Um, if that kind of sounds like your thing, then check them out. Northampton.ac.uk. And a massive thank you to them for their continued support of Powerful Nonsense. So, meaninglessness. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, just as we were coming out of that little sponsor break as well, I think the opposite side, which is what causes the terror, is mm. the idea... Is, is which I think a lot of people is what a lot of millennials are especially suffering from is the idea that they know they want to have meaning, but actually, how is it done? Like, I think that mm. that's what's causing a lot of the stress, which is why people want to work at places that um, they know is having a broader impact. It's like it's such an innate thing in us that actually it's now why people go into jobs. Whereas mm. before it was like, I just need to survive, make my money. Now it's like, well, I've watched so many videos pop up on my Facebook stream showing all these amazing things that some people do. And it's the reason why these videos where this guy saved a dog from under a pavement or something. (laughs) (laughs) That was what I saw the other day. Like, like basically this in China somewhere, some guy, they'd pavemented over this area and there was a dog like crying underneath this pavement. And this guy literally chiseled up the, chiseled up the pavement and got this dog out. And you're like flipping out that was underneath there. And it's kind of like, you see that, these moments of people becoming heroes in that moment is what people are so like you see the virality of these yeah. like they go wild when you see yeah. someone who's done something good or yeah. the uh, man who's helped an old lady off a butt but they all these little things mm-hmm. because i think i think we all want to be heroes in our own stories but we also yeah. really like um i don't know they're the, they're the things that 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 make you feel alive they are those little moments of okay i've been seen i've done good and I've had an impact, but I think the terror there that people have is when they feel like they're going to work and actually there is no, they can't see what impact this is having. They can't see how it it, it drives back into humankind and pushing the world forward. Mm. And I think, I think especially nowadays, millennials are so conscious of that, that they have to, I know it causes a lot of stress as well because that is part of your human nature. And if yeah. it's not getting fed, that's when people lose motivation or want to leave jobs or... I mean, then they end up going to their job and their job is their robotic robotic life. And then at home, they have to kind of do like some social goods and volunteer and just mm. to feel reconnected. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's a, a, a legitimate struggle, I think, as you say. And I, and I think this, is, this also, there's the, there's the stuff that's going viral. But this, I think, is also where, you know how people are like connecting social media to depression and all that sort of stuff. I think it's having that effect as well, which is, you know, we're seeing all of these inspirational stuff and then people are looking at their own life and going, I just ate a pizza and I'm yeah. sitting on the sofa and these people are that yeah. good. And all my, done... fr- all my friends are out partying, enjoying each other's company. And here I am sat at home today. I'm going out tomorrow, but I don't care about tomorrow. Like today, I'm just at home on my own and it kind of be nice for pe- someone to pick up the phone and kind of be like, mm. I want to spend time with you. And even, even on a personal level, it doesn't even have to be on this grand big level. Like there's that thing of like how many people are gonna come to my funeral? Mm. How many people are actually gonna really be upset when my time comes? And stuff like that, you know? And just on a on that low level stuff, I think, is also equally important. You know, I bless her, my sis my older sister was in London this past weekend and um managed to, to go for lunch with her. And bless her, she put out a little because obviously my family are from Birmingham and I'm here in London. And she put a little thing on Instagram. She was like, spending time with my brother kind of makes me realise how much I miss him not being five minutes down the road. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like, 
oh, okay. So if nothing else, you know, on a very selfish level, if nothing else, that time I spent with my sister has had a has had an impact on her. Like mm. in the in the I'm it was a valuable time for her. And that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling to have that actually somebody's come out of spending time with you wishing they could have more time with you. Mm-hmm. Just on a personal level, that's such a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And it brightened my day, completely brightened well, it's my an day. opportunity for you to feel seen as a person. Yeah. And so yeah. you value that. I mean, least not not least of all, because, you know, actually having spent time with my sister, but then, you know, that, that aftermath of just kind of like, oh, I wish there was more time mm-hmm. is just wonderful. Wonderful. And I think sometimes, sometimes I think we're so involved in the grand big picture sometimes we forget about that mm-hmm. that kind of personal relationships sometimes and so sometimes it can just be those personal relationships sometimes being more important like I, it's never lost on me the fact that i don't see my family as much as i would like because i've chosen to come mm-hmm. down here to pursue my career and it does on a daily basis it does affect me because mm-hmm. it's kind of like like one of the things and i've said this to you before and I've experienced this twice now. You know, my um, my sister's got three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those was born in my final year of uni, so I moved down to London. The other was born whilst I was living in London. And um, for the first year of those children's lives, they had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a bit longer than that. Just no idea who I was because I was seen so little. And that stung. Mm. That really stung because I'm like, oh, I'm not even important to you. And you're, you're, you're my niece mm. and I'm not important to you. And that, um, but that, you know, that's my choice. But so don't, I think what I'm trying to say is, um, in your, in your, uh, search for meaningfulness and your search for legacy, don't ever forget the small things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause people often think, wait, okay, I want to hit those. I want to touch a billion people, but actually there's opportunity to touch people in daily life. Mm. which often On a much for- more deep level. Yeah, which often taken for granted in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, my nieces now don't take me for granted. In fact, the opposite, because they know mm. they're going to see me so little. They're always mm. over the moon to see me, always, um, which is very heartwarming. But, you know, it's that in many ways actually sometimes makes it more difficult because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes sometimes I think, am I being selfish by pursuing my career here mm-hmm. and my my nieces missing out on me being seen or my sisters Mm -hmm. missing out or my brother missing out on me being seen and my parents Mm -hmm. um you know and particularly you know as my parents are getting older you know i'm kind of i mean my parents are young and i'm so grateful for the fact that they are Mm -hmm. so so grateful because i you know touch wood i've got a lot of time left with them but i never ever know and what would actually really hurt me most more than anything else i think would be if one of my parents died young and I'd spent so much time down here and missed mm-hmm. missed so many years trying to pursue a career. But that's the trade-off, isn't it? Yeah. It's what people talk about. Yeah. It's kind of like there is, you've got to sacrifice something and mm-hmm. maybe in that moment you'll be like, this seems like the right decision. Mm-hmm. But then it's just back to that importance of knowing that that is the case. If that is the case, maybe now because of that thought in your head, you go back a little more often. Yeah. So it is that as well, because ultimately life's not going to stop. You still no, know what you exactly. want to pursue, but at the same time, you've got to be able to yeah. enjoy those little things that well, you exactly. often take for granted. Because the opposite could be that I go, no, because I want to think of my family, I think of my parents, and then not chase 
mm. what I want to achieve in my life, and then later resent them for it. Yeah, that could be the opposite. Yeah, effect. exactly. And at least going back there, at least you know, I value that time mm-hmm. immensely because it's it's finite. Yeah, no, for sure. Another thing I kind of want to touch upon is this. Um, I do think a lot of this, um, like lack of feeling meaningful or having meaninglessness in your life. Is, a, is very negative for your mental health. Mm. It is very... Like, very it's, much so. It's, be, it's toxic. Yeah, and I think I think you find, if you actually find a lot of depressed, obviously I'm not going to go into it, but like people who are feeling down, negative, depressed, often mm. lack that meaning in their life. They cannot see where two and two connect. Like they, they are kind of in some ways seeing the... They don't see how their lives has may have significance in the grand scheme because like I yeah. know people who are depressed who then maybe live with their family... Mm. But can't see the fact that their family around them loving them, and because yeah. they're they've kind of they've they're un, they're t- t- tied away from that sort of connection to how meaningful that person is in their lives. Or when mm-hmm. you invite a friend out who's who's been down, and again they're still down, but they haven't again seen that connection. That actually, your friends love you and want you out with them. Yeah. And I think I think in terms of this sort of thing, I think um, uh, Victor Frankl's a great person to read up on this the man's search for meaning, and I think that. We, I think it's a it's a need for us to find meaning in the things we do, in order to have that mental health, that meant that sanity. Like you say, the reason you're pursuing your acting is okay in some selfish ways because it's something you love and enjoy. Mm. But on a grander level, the meaning is in touching other people's lives through your art. Right. Yes. So it's two. It's yes. both ways, and I you're think right. that you're right. People disconnect from people who dig 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 disconnected from the meaning of what they do i can mm. say well i do this podcast it's fun i like talking i like the sound of my own voice but at the same time i'm also motivated by the potential of other people mm-hmm. taking something from this i don't know who they might be but they might yeah. take something and it changes them slightly for the better yeah and i think that you'll find that often people are happiest are very well connected with how meaningful and it doesn't have to be on that grand scheme like we said but they mm. are meaningful to the people that matter and the people they know and obviously nowadays we can be meaningful to anybody who yeah. anybody in the world can listen to this podcast we could affect a billion people with one episode if a billion people decide to tune in yeah so there's that level of yeah. it which it feels great like the potential of that feels amazing for me but at the same time i still want to go home and be there with my family and be able to have a conversation and so yeah i think it's it's up to us as well not to kind of set the um the, the the line too high for yeah. what what says okay I'm meaningful only if I build twelve schools in Africa mm. but actually you could be meaningful that you pick up a bit of litter on the way home today and chuck it in the bin yeah so and I think the more we can reconnect with our meaningfulness on that smaller level mm. I think it will allow us to become more meaningful on a grander level because it you're going to feel more positive more happy more connected and I think that's what we all need to feel that it's easy to feel disconnected in a hyper connected world yeah. But actually, I think it's the reconnection with meaningfulness, which actually is what we all need. Mm. So, yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I really do. Should we wrap up there? I feel like that's a good, a good point. <laughs> is there anything else you want to touch on? Not particularly. I would just say, like, have a look into some of Jason Silver's stuff because I think it's amazing. Mm. It's really good stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to try And I think it's nice sometimes to mull over these things. And again, we spoke about death a little bit earlier, I think as well. They say meditate on death. And I think sometimes that's a point where you can start to um, reconnect with the meaningfulness in your life. Yeah. Because when you know that your existence is finite, it often gives you a better perspective 
on how you live and stuff like that. But I think the best take, the big taking away from this is just you may feel that you're not having an impact on people, but if you kind of go into it, it might just be you might be at home with your family, maybe don't talk, but to them you're there and you're a unit or you 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 being pursuing what you do means your parents are proud of what you're doing mm. and you might not be there for them but they're actually proud of that you're going after your dreams as old me they yeah. want you to be happy oh, they, they are so exactly. there's mean there's loads of meaning available it's just that often you get blinded to it and mm. you can't make it feel i don't know unless just yeah 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 <laughs> and i think also just a, another little thing out there probably one of my favorite videos probably one that's had the biggest impact of my life of my adult life, certainly, um, Steve Jobs' commencement speech, because that's kind of what he's talking about, is his legacy and all of that sort of stuff and and death as a motivator and things like that. So we'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, because I think that's a, a great example of what we're talking about. Cool. Um, so, whew, that's us. That was a deep, 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 deep episode. Yeah, it's nice to get deep every once in a while. Yeah. We've, uh, yeah, that was a slightly different episode to what I expected it to be, actually. I must admit. But in a good way. In a good way. Um, So, um, if you've enjoyed the show, please do leave us a little review. Also, you know, little comments on the Facebook posts or Twitter retweets and all that. We're super, 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 super grateful for that. But yes, if you could leave a review uh, on iTunes, that would be wonderful. Five stars or more would be lovely. Um, so thanks very much for tuning in and we shall catch you next time see you later